Hello and welcome to a very special episode of State of the Franchise, a podcast that talks about franchises of all shapes, sizes, backgrounds, genres, and types. I am one of your hosts, Tom Stadler, here with my wonderful co-host, Mr. Fred Dakin, the jolliest man in the gland. <laughs> it's the holiday season, so hoop dee doo and jiggly puff, and that's... Don't forget to put on your socks. You actually took a bit of mine that I was totally playing. <laughs> I was going to define, like, if you're not familiar with the holidays, it's the holiday season <laughs> with the whoop-dee-doo. So I've always thought that he said, so whoop-dee-doo, but he says, with the whoop-dee-doo. <laughs> and I was kind of like, but it's funnier that he says, so whoop-dee-doo. Like, to what? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, the Christmas with the whoop-dee-doo and whatnot. And the whoop-dee-not, yeah. What is he kind of like, uh, what's his name? <laughs> with, like, the old Cosby bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, Fred, obviously the holidays are a very special time of year for everybody, whether they are background of celebrating Christmas or Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, you name it. Everyone has their own festivities that they celebrate. But I think maybe just to kick us off, you know, what do the holidays mean to you? Well, the holidays for me has always been a time of excitement. I think you were there at my wedding. My mom even mentioned me liking Christmas in her toast about me. (laughs) And I was like, it made it into the wedding. And so like for me, Definitely, um, let's just get this out of the way. I grew up in a small town. Oh, boy. And uh, I was just thinking about this today, and it kind of made me sad and blew my mind. My knowledge of other religions, let's say, like, uh, or other holidays, I should say, like Hanukkah, I only knew from the Adam Sandler song on the radio. Oh, yeah. Or South Park clips. <laughs> that was my knowledge of other like holidays. <laughs> like that, it had to come later. Like it was never taught in like mm-hmm. my small town. Like I'm pretty sure I grew up in Santa Claus was like he pretty much came to our school. He didn't literally, but like yeah. we would sing Christmas songs and like it was definitely very. Uh, I don't know. It was one note and everyone was one way. And I, till I got older, didn't really get to appreciate all the different holidays. And so now it means a lot more than it once did. But definitely to me growing up, it was all about Christmas. Absolutely. And I think, honestly, we had a very similar kind of circulation in my school district, too. It was very Christmas centric, but we did have a pretty significant Jewish population. So Hanukkah was always kind of a thing. In fact, one of my best friends when I was six years old was Jewish. So I remember going over there when I was like six for Hanukkah and just being like, whoa, this is like so different than Christmas. It was kind of an exposure from an earlier age of like, oh, Christmas isn't the only thing out there. And I think while it didn't entirely resonate at that moment, I did remember, though, just kind of being like, you know what? It's not just a time for, you know, Santa and everything else, even though I've totally thought and spoiler alert for everybody out there. That Santa was not real. <gasps> oh, yeah. he lives within your heart, but you know, like whatever. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah hopefully, uh, our <laughs> listeners uh, covered their children's ears if they were within earshot of our podcast when talking about that. <laughs> that's just Tom Santa. That's not me. You know, you can you can still come by. 
I still got the cookies out for you. Don't worry about it. If you believe, Freddy, <laughs> then I will be real. <laughs> Did Brad Garrett just walk into here? <laughs> hey, I'm sorry. It's me all along, Raymond. <laughs> so just to give a little bit of history about the word holiday, not Ooh. necessarily about Christmas, not necessarily about any other holiday out there, but a holiday is defined as a day set aside by customer law on which normal activities, especially business or work, including school, are suspended or reduced. Generally, holidays are intended to allow individuals to celebrate or commemorate an event or tradition of cultural religious significance. Uh, the word holiday itself actually comes from an old English word, holidag, which it sounds exactly how it sounds, holy day. You know, the word originally referred to a special religious day, and the modern use is kind of varies geographically depending on what you do, because obviously the Brits refer to going on vacation as going on a holiday. Mm, yes, they do. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, in North America, obviously, it means that any day dedicated to a period of celebration, and there are so many holidays out there that are worth celebrating, and... It's a wonderful time for everybody. So, you know, wherever you are and whatever you're celebrating, you know, we wish you happy holidays. <laughs> and I think it also just, and I'm not sure about our other holidays other than Hanukkah or Christmas. I don't know about like Kwanzaa when that takes place, but it also probably has something to do with just the end of the year. It's kind of like a mm -hmm. wrap up of everything and almost kind of like a time off of the year everyone has had, all the work, all the life problems, because I always found it fascinating that although there's two separate holidays, they're around the same time, mm -hmm. you know, like it's going on at the end of the year. So I think there's something to that. Well, yeah, and I think it does kind of have, well, the origination in pagan traditions, right, too, where they were celebrating the pagan tradition of Saturnalia held in mid-December is an ancient Roman pagan festival honoring the agricultural god Saturn as the conclusion of the harvest and near the winter solstice. When I think of, like, pagan Christmas, I think of those, like, badass pictures of Santa where he's, like, a woodsman just, like, walking and he's got a staff. Have you ever seen any art like that where it's, like, this is, like, Gandalf Santa? Oh, I feel like I have kind of seen that. Yeah, like the very old version of Santa. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of a source of where Christmas comes from, but also kind of where I think a lot of the religions found that. But obviously Hanukkah has its own history with, you know, needing to make the candles last for eight days with the only the oil that they had left, or I think it was the oil that were in the candles at the time. I learned all that from Rugrats. Oh, <laughs> really? My see, see, my mom didn't give me TV, and I would have been much more cultured if I had access to Rugrats. <laughs> but we also can't neglect that Jehovah's Witnesses do not celebrate any. I think they celebrate the death of Jesus this time of year, or it's like they... They honor the death of Jesus, but they don't celebrate it. I have a friend who's Jehovah's Witness, and they like definitely go to church, and they like, no, we don't give gifts. Now there's something in your room. Yeah, <laughs> they scoot it with a foot. I don't yeah. know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, and so there's so many traditions out there that we want to honor, but really, I think we want to just talk about some of the best parts of the holidays. Mm -hmm. And Fred, I know one of the things that we wanted to really get into was talking about some of the highlights for us over the years celebrating our respective holidays, which I believe for both of us was Christmas. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes. Um, 
I'm just confirming that I also celebrate Christmas coming up. (laughs) (laughs) So what were some of your best gifts that you received if you had to give maybe like a top three or five? Well, I'll say for like, I just want to give you the breakdown of the situation of the Christmas morning for the gifts. Sure. Um, It was usually my cousin would stay over with my aunt and uncle at our house at the farm, and we'd alternate between the houses. So it would be Christmas Eve, everyone staying overnight. And around 4 in the morning, we knew we could, like, wake up our grandparents, and they were kind of like the ambassadors to the adults. Like, we can send them in to see if it's cool to wake up yet. (laughs) And, like, we'd be, like, pacing in my grandparents' room, and my grandpa would come back and be like... No, they need another hour of sleep. We need to go back. And then eventually we'd be waiting at the top of the steps and it would take them forever to make the coffee. Did you ever have that mm-hmm. where you couldn't come look at the gifts till the coffee was made? Yep. And you, you don't get that until you get older. Like, I don't have kids. I haven't had this experience, but, like, I get it. Like, they were just down there, like, getting the coffee, just getting juiced for us. Yeah. And the two gifts that really stand out for me that when we came down the stairs to see was one year we all got, like, really baller sleds. Like, Ooh. they looked like snowmobile Ooh. size for a kid. Mm. And... uh we had a little hill by our house, so it was something that we could get into right away. And I don't want to sound like super basic, but, but. I think my n- number one gift that I'll always remember getting was the Nintendo 64. Oh, man. Because we never got any other systems until then, 64. We weren't allowed, it was f- forbidden. But this was the first one, and we didn't even know about it. We opened it up. It was the bundle with Super Mario, and it just it opened the floodgates for the games the rest <laughs> of the time, and it was just a glorious moment. Yeah. Now, what about you, Tom? Oh, well, I mean, I certainly respect, one, the sled game. That is a very fun activity to have as a kid, first and foremost, but then to... And dangerous. Yeah. That's how Casper died. He got a sled on Christmas. But didn't he just like hang out in the cold for too long and catch pneumonia? Because he was having so much fun on his sled. That is a direct quote. He was having so much fun, he got pneumonia. He's the alternate like reality of Citizen Kane, right? Like I was gonna say, (laughs) like sleds kind of have a bad omen. Like there's something going on there, and (laughs) they're very intense, but very fun. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that Sleds are only worthwhile in the right responsible hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and or you wouldn't just get rid of all sleds is what you're saying. Like No, I wouldn't just outright ban sleds, but I would say responsible use of sleds mm. is, is you know, sensible sled control is really what I'm after. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the N sixty four is also a great pick though, Fred, because I would say Perhaps my most memorable gift was, in fact, also the first video game system in my household when I was about five years old. So, again, around the same time that I had this other friend down the street celebrating a different holiday than me. Um, And kind of learning all about this because I was also learning about a whole different brand as well. Uh, I had had, you know, cousins who had the Nintendo Entertainment System. And I was like, wow, that's that's quite the system. But then something else came along. I remember I was walking through Sam's Club with my mom. 
there was a big screen TV kind of hung up real high about maybe like, you know, 10 feet in the air or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody could watch it. And there was a little blue character running around on it. Oh, man. And I remember waiting in line to kind of go up and try this game. And it was Sega Genesis. It was just oh, on sale that year. And I remember turning to my mom and being like, I don't need any other gifts this year. I just want that Sega Genesis. <laughs> and Christmas morning came along. And kind of like you, I, I would be very antsy on Christmas morning, but it was usually just my sister and I. I mean, we had family over the night before. We've always had a tradition with my mom's family of celebrating Christmas Eve. Or I mean, we get a couple gifts then from my grandparents or whatnot. And then, But Christmas morning, everybody was out of the house or whoever we were at. We always ended up back at my parents. So it was just my sister and I. And we would get up, and I remember I would go and wake her up first and be like, you ready? Are you ready? And she would always be kind of ready and raring just as soon as she realized what was going on because she's the heaviest sleeper right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I do remember going out in the living room that morning, and my mom was like, we're going to open a few gifts, and then there's one for you. And I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> and sure enough, I got that Sega Genesis, and... I loved that thing so much, and I was very sad to learn years later, my parents were having a garage sale, they just casually gave that away, because I had a PlayStation at that point. I didn't need a Sega Oh, so sad. But, oh. alas, I will always have the memory of getting that Sega and playing Sonic the Hedgehog and mastering mm-hmm. that game like no other. That's that's like your Roseberry. Yeah, my rosemary. <laughs> Wait, rosebud. It's rosebud. <laughs> I was trying to think of some funny way to get it wrong, and that was the best I could think of. I mean, Fred, I think you just. I know you got to go fast, but maybe that was too fast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no Sonic. Yeah. Well, the second gift, though, Fred, if I had to just pick two, <laughs> kind of sound like Steve Martin doing the sketch. If I had one Christmas wish this year, <laughs> <laughs> but the second one was. Just as I was getting out of college, so it's sort of a combo Christmas gift, college graduation gift, and uh, so I went to the University of Wisconsin, on Wisconsin, go Badgers, and they were going to the Rose Bowl for the first time in, I think about 10, 15 years at that point, and... Rose Bowl, very famous stadium that's located in Pasadena, California. Obviously not a cheap trip if you want to go out to south of L.A. Right. But, yeah, I've talked to my parents. Again, kind of same deal. Like, I don't need any other gifts this year. It's just as long as I can go to the Rose Bowl, I will buy my own ticket. I just need (laughs) to get out there. And sure enough, Christmas morning came along. All we got was some Badger t-shirts. And they said, all right, we're going to the Rose Bowl. Nice. (laughs) Yep. And... So, yeah, we planned that, and then we left on, uh, I think it was like the week before New Year's Day. Or, or it was like right after Christmas then. It must have been. So, that was it was fun. The Badgers lost, which was very ah. fun. But, uh, but still, a, a very memorable vacation and a wonderful Christmas gift that's not too traditional. You just, a trip. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that was uh, that's my gift list, Fred. And, uh, you know, if you guys have any gifts out there that you want to share with us this year, um, we'd be happy to read those on Yeah, our we'll next take your episode. gifts. Yeah, please send us your favorite gifts to State of the Franchise Podcast at gmail.com or drop us a line on Instagram at State of the Franchise or <laughs> find us on Facebook at State of the Franchise with Fred and Tom. So, gifts are always a classic part of Christmas, Fred, but there's another classic part of Christmas that. I know you've been itching to talk about, and that is the treats. Ooh, 
you know I love some treats. <laughs> <laughs> and I know you had a wonderful idea this this year, Fred, to do a show and tell. Yes, yeah, so I am a very easy mark with all sorts of marketing that is geared towards holidays or film and television. If you've got a product with like a rosy cheek Santa like doing his business on it, I want it. You know, like I'm very easy and I've just noticed there's a lot of crazy holiday products that come out around this time. And so I thought we could do like a show and tell of some products that we've seen as well as something else that's pretty special. But maybe we'll get to that soon. Okay. well, I'm looking forward to you unpacking it right now. All right. So. I went to the store today, and I probably should have gone to the store like two weeks ago because I got to say, there was a lot more stuff. The new trend with Christmas is everything kind of comes and goes before Christmas is even gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got this stuff. A lot of this stuff was clearance already. First thing I got is some Elf on the Shelf sugar cookie cereal oh with marshmallows. Goodness. Wow. Have you ever heard of Elf on a Shelf? Well, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't have anything now it's after that. Cereal in a bowl. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna just put these here. We can maybe try these after the pod because these are a little harder to. Or, or we'll have our special assistant. We we have a friend of the pod, Jasmine Gonzalez, sitting in the room with us right Hello. now, <laughs> who is just here to enjoy snacks. Oh, I was going to let you uh, open this. Wow. So. Yeah, welcome to open. I just didn't know if we wanted to, uh, I don't know. Cereal was a weird one to start with. I will say, cause I was <laughs> like, I don't know if people are milk people. I'm kind of a dry guy when it comes to cereal. Oh, I don't mind just trying a little cereal well, with, with my hands, but why don't you take the honors, Tom? I, I like that. There is like a little comic on the back of this thing. They say they eat fine desserts like cookies and cakes, but the best treat of all is the one Mrs. Claus makes. She uses a gadget, unique in design, to create elf-sized cereal that's simply divine. That is nice. <laughs> See, that's the kind of stuff I like. See, I didn't even know that was going to rhyme. I just kind of pretended it was going to, and then it did. <laughs> now, I feel Elf on the Shelf is definitely after our time, right? It's, so, like, we've, we've seen it, but I was, uh, like, a teenager by the time I yeah. saw Elf on the Shelf. Yeah, so can we talk about that for a little bit? Because I know this is something that we've even talked about a little bit, Jasmine and I, of... Elf on the Shelf, people are like, this is a, a long-lasting tradition. It's like, this thing is less than 10 years old, right? It's got, I'd say, like, like 13 years. I'm going to peg it at, like, OG Avatar. <laughs> oh, good call. Good call. Yeah, like, I feel around that time I was seeing Elf on the Shelf stuff. All right. Um, oh, he's looking into it. Oh, you For know. me, with my family, we kind of had something that was a little smaller and cool. Uh, we got a book called Santa Mouse. And it was a story about a little mouse that hung out with Santa and helped him deliver presents. So we would put a little cheese in the tree for Santa Mouse, Ooh. and there'd be a little gift in there from Santa Mouse. Was that a book? Yes, that's what I'm saying. We read the book, and we did, we got it Christmas Eve. Okay. We read the book, we put the che- cheese in the tree, and then we got the little gifts. Okay, because I think I remember that. Yeah. Sorry, I was munching on cereal, so I think I missed the part where you said, I read this book. And then... <laughs> But the cereal reminds me of. Do you guys ever have alphabets? Yes, that's what that's what it makes me think of right now. So I will say, mm-hmm. 
I don't love this just because I'm not getting a good sugar cookie taste. Yeah. I did have something that I was going to get another box of, and yeah, I'm, I don't know if anyone wants any more. <laughs> you I'm go closing it. it up. Up uh, on the shelf, by the way, is a 2005 American I was Picture pretty book. close. So Four we're on up. 17 years of that now. That's a decent length of time, but when does something become a classic? Does it need to be over 10 years old? 20? I think 10 is the what you want. I will say, I think... Elf on the Shelf, though, is going to be, like, known for by the meme now. Like the, oh, you've heard on Elf on the Shelf. Now this is a... a scruff and a McGruff? Yeah, a scruff <laughs> on a buff. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm not killing it right now. But That's okay. that, that, that joke is, like, everywhere. Yeah, I and have seen it. I feel that's even bigger than the Elf on the Shelf Ants on some pants or something, yeah. Yeah, some ants on some pants. There's some cheeky ones out there. You could have you could have a good time. Oh, some cheeky ones with some ants on some pants. (laughs) So, Fred, I went with a more traditional approach to this. Not not just a holiday time, but a holiday treat that we've come to enjoy over the last couple of years. And and it's a very um, a classic Belgian recipe, I believe, um, is stroopwafel. And stroopwafel. Oh, I'm sorry. It's Netherlands. I'm sorry. So it's Dutch. It's a Dutch, not Belgian. I'm sorry. But the oh, it says the authentic Dutch waffles. If I had just read on like two more words, <laughs> then uh, I would have seen it. But waffles are like miniature waffles that are filled with like a little bit of caramel in the middle. And they kind of taste a little vanilla with a little bit of cinnamon. It's delicious, and Fred, I'm going to let you do the honors of looking at this. You can pass that on, too, if you'd like. But I think we first became aware of Stroopwafels through Great British Bake Off. Am I wrong? So in case the mic didn't pick that up, Jasmine said she had a co-worker on vacation who might have brought home some Stroopwafel from the Netherlands. Uh, Stroopwafel, yeah, very classic recipe. But always now makes me think of Christmas because I think we've only really eaten it around the holiday time. And uh, Fred, I'm curious about your your thoughts on the stroopwafel. I'll tell you what stroopwafel makes me think of. When I was in high school, my mom was, you know, a single person at that time. And I'm going to put this out here. She was free to date whoever she wanted. She was a (laughs) person. She brought home this guy who she had been seeing, you know, not like some random guy. He was from the Netherlands. Ooh. And he brought Stroopwafel. And I had to have dinner with this guy I hadn't met. And they were all, you know, being nice to each other. And I was all teenage <laughs> and angsty. And I, don't, and I was like, I don't like this. I remember that night going for a snack and I ate all the Stroopwafels he brought. Oh, wow. What did he think of that? Uh, he was good. He, he didn't stay. He was only there for the dinner. But, oh, um, I see. I ate, I ate them all, and uh, so when you whipped out that bag of street waffles, I was like, "Oh boy, <laughs> here we go." <laughs> but they're delicious. I love them. They are very good, and it's funny that when I even look up street waffle on online. Wait, that what happened to me is on Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, I see that there's an incident at the Dakin house. <laughs> no, uh, that the, the package that they're showing as the example is this uh, Dale Mints that we're eating. So look for Dale Mints if you want your Stroop waffle fix. <laughs> uh, so that was my treat that I wanted to share with you, Fred, is my, my show and talk. 
I like it. It's very much a holiday treat. I don't think I'm eating stroop waffle in the summer. I mean, it, it kind of you kind of get that with like a waffle cone, like a low key seasonal treat. Indeed, I was kind of thinking about maybe making it with some tea as a per suggestion, but. Uh, with some wine, it's actually not too bad. I actually thought that the minute I took a bite of that Stroop waffle, which we'll say now, a little recommendation out there. If you want some holiday spirit in a bottle, mm. you can grab yourself what we're sipping on, the Hallmark Channel Sauvignon Blanc, which has a nice picture of a snowman. Mm-hmm. It's not too expensive, and it's it's very serviceable white wine. It's better than like anything that comes in those big bottles of white wine, but it's not quite some fancy stuff. I think it's right in the middle. I feel this is like a good house wine at like a decent restaurant. I'll definitely agree with that because like it's got some decent tannins on it, and usually you don't get that with cheap wine. So mm-hmm. I'll give it up for the Hallmark Channel for coming through here today. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And you just came from, like, the Upper West Coast, so I feel like you know your wine. You've had a little uh, good wine recently. Yeah, you know, we, we dabbled a little bit in some some decent wine, and, uh, you know, we had the joy of going down to Sonoma uh, last year, and that was a wonderful time where we actually really got to see a lot of the vineyards up close. Oh, I mean, definitely want to go back someday, because, boy, if you think you'd you don't ever want to get into wine or you have doubts about wine, I would go out to Napa, Sonoma, seriously, just make a little trip, even if you're just in San Francisco or Sacramento, it'll change your your life a little Mm -hmm. bit. (laughs) It's got great scenery, great food, and great, like, charcuterie snacks. Oh, yeah. Even if you don't drink wine, you could go and just take in the the views and have some, like, nice snacks. The cheese is outstanding. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Great call. Great call. Mm -hmm. So what else you got in well, your, your bag of treats there, Fred? You guys ready to get a little weird? Uh-oh. I don't know what Fred's about to pull now, out. <laughs> the holidays are kind of known for the flavors of peppermint and peppermint mocha. Ooh. But have you ever heard of peppermint mocha blue diamond almonds? Ooh. Peppermint cocoa, but same deal, right? I guess. So it's like chocolate-covered I have no almonds? idea. These are peppermint... Mocha flavored almonds. Like this is the company that makes the wasabi almonds. Oh, interesting. Blue Diamond, if you're listening, like I eat wasabi almonds all the time. Like that's <laughs> probably like in my top three of snacks. Interesting. I mean, I do like a good nut. So when we're talking almonds, <laughs> <laughs> Tom likes a good nut. Sorry, <laughs> that, this was funny to me. It. uh <laughs> You could just call me a nutcracker after that joke. Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> looks good, Fred. They're very, they're very mild here. Don't you uh, get in there? Yeah, it's very interesting to take a look at them because like, they do look chocolatey. I'm not getting any of the peppermint. Oh, weird. But uh, maybe gonna, that was just the one I had. I'm gonna kind of dig in a little bit. Maybe get one that's get a in, more get a deep the center. I wasn't. No, I wasn't making a joke there. I get a hint of peppermint. A hint. It's because yeah. you got deep down in there. I guess. A little disappointing. They're kind of. They're like a like a. I'm doing air quotes. Healthy chocolate covered mm. nut. I would. That's what the vibe I get from it. Like, I would eat that not knowing it's peppermint and be like, oh, that's a good kind of like light cocoa mm-hmm. almond and like it's tasty. But like, if you're promising me peppermint mocha, I'd be like. 
I want my mocha. I want my peppermint, really. Yeah, I kind of want that. Like, I mean, I was ner- I was afraid of it, but when it wasn't there, I was also afraid. Yeah. Of it. Well, that's a good. That was a good ad there, Fred. I appreciate that one. So, I feel we're going to get what we were lacking from the last item, because this is also a peppermint chocolate vibe, and I got these actually from my mother-in-law from St. Nick, Oh, that makes sense. Holiday I wasn't familiar with until starting to date my wife. Oh. Peppermint Crunch Junior Mints. I don't know how you guys feel about Junior Mints. I love Junior Mints. Why don't you start it off then? Yeah, the Junior Mint made famous by the Seinfeld episode. <laughs> yes, the Seinfeld episode, because then you drop it like in the open surgery. Yes. Yeah. Um, I feel like somebody was telling me once upon a time, and you guys can either nod or shake your head at this, but that St. Nick is kind of a Wisconsin thing? Yes. Yeah. I, I, I just, I elect to speak. Okay, so that's interesting. Because... Junior mints are minty already, obviously. Again, I kind of don't know that I get the peppermint. I feel like I'm eating a junior mint with a little extra crunch. And it's kind of whack. <laughs> but I'm going to leave these with you because they just taste like junior mints. I'm sure you'll enjoy them. Do you not really like junior mints at all? If I'm going to eat candy and sugar and chocolate, it's not going to be like that. <laughs> it's kind of like... Because that's got to be just as bad for you as some, like, Butterfinger BBs or something. Those yeah. don't exist anymore. I suppose that's fair. That's fair. But, so it's like, if you like them, they're worth it. But it's like, at the end of the day, I'd rather get a box of... Um, I really like Milk Duds. <laughs> oh, man. If we're talking, like, the box. Sure. No, I think that's a that's a pretty good box candy. That used to be mine, and then I just kept getting stuck to my teeth, and I couldn't handle them anymore. Mm-hmm. But that is a very good show and tell, I think, here today, Fred, between the, the four items we have. Um, so I know you have maybe one other potential surprise, but I don't want to hold off if that's what we're No, doing. I've got a surprise, and I'm ready to, to show it. Okay, so, okay. Holidays is a great time for baking and other treats like that. I know my family, we did a lot of cooking and I will say this December I lost my grandmother, so I made one of her recipes, and it turned out pretty good, I think. And I picked up this tin today. It's like a truck with a Christmas tree on the back. Oh, wow. So it's real. I made... (laughs) They all kind of shifted to one side. I made peanut butter fudge. Oh, wow. Now, it's very rich, so you're welcome to take a whole one, eat up, if you guys want a whole one, split one, but these are for you guys anyway. Sorry, they all kind of... Went to one side. Very sweet of you, Fred. I appreciate that. That, sir, is fantastic. Yeah, and uh, zero calories, too. No, not at all. Oh, <laughs> You're fine. <right. laughs> I was like, I mean, not all the night. <laughs> this, is a, this is definitely a hefty load, but it's delicious. That's, mm-hmm. that's what the holidays are about, though. You eat the thing that, you know, is pretty intense. Because I'll, I'll uh, lift the veil here. It's mostly... Peanut butter and marshmallow fluff, mm. <laughs> and but man, it's you good can stuff. Taste it, but still, that is very good, mm-hmm. very good. Man, there's nothing that beats a home baked snack. Um, and unfortunately, I did not get a chance to bake of my own this year. No, no, I uh, I'll I'll say I definitely threw out some crazy expectations for this episode, and I was very willing to cover the ground on the treats. <laughs> well. Thank you very much, Fred, for sharing that. And obviously, pour one out for 
your grandmother. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I felt this was a good way to honor by making like one of the treats that that she was kind of known for. That's like in her in her top three of things she was always gonna make. Mm. This is good because I feel like even in my family, I don't know that we have a signature dessert. I think the closest thing we've come to is that. Like, my grandmother, well, it's not even, like, something she makes. She buys Italian cookies, and she swears by them because she is very Italian. Well, Sicilian, I'm sorry. I shouldn't say she's Italian. I would be cursed out by all the, the White Lotus Season 2 fans and <laughs> <laughs> Sicilians out there. But um, it's it's definitely something we've come to expect with some coffee on Christmas. And uh, something that I know Jasmine will get to enjoy this year. So... <laughs> I see. Uh, we have what's the bakery by me on uh, Kriegs? No, not Kriegs. The one by the Euro stand that does the hot hammer rolls that has the line out the door. Kriegs Lakeside Bakery. Is that Kriegs? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that place. Uh, anyway, uh, they have a sign. They have a bunch of Italian cookies, but they have this signature Italian cookie that's like green and red. Yes, it's very almondy. Mm-hmm. Ash. So Ashley went there to get something for her mom the other day, and I was like. They got those cookies. I want a couple. And she came home with six of those. Oh, and nice. it was just like. Because oh. I think it's like it's either raspberry or strawberry and like spumoni. Something like that. Like I don't. I just mostly the almonds so strong in it that that's kind of the flavor I take at home. But like it's. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love Italian cookies. I think I brought them that one time to the baseball game we all went to just because I think that's a cool move to show up to like a gathering or party with like the nice store bought like mix of Italian cookies. Well, and I think that's the best part about an Italian cookie, too, is that there isn't just one. There's like a whole little bunch of them and they're so light and like fluffy that like you can pretty much take them everywhere and just kind of eat them and kind of pick whichever one looks good to you so fred i'll, I'll make sure to get you uh, some fine italian cookies for christmas now that oh, i know that you oh. like them that much oh yeah <laughs> i'm all about it yeah, yeah my family would make like it was a thing where they would make dozens and dozens of different types of cookies all different types and then you know, they would have these big tins of them that they would separate and break down. And, you know, when they would go to different people's houses, they'd bring, you know, like that tin I gave you just like full. And that was kind of like a gift for like kind of extended family. And mm-hmm. I just know, like, I kind of miss this because we don't have this as much. But just like getting a plate, going over to the like area where there's like all sorts of tins, like popcorn tins full of chocolate chip cookies, mm-hmm. like all these different things and just making like a little plate of all these holiday cookies, mm-hmm. pouring some milk and then going and throwing on like a holiday movie. Like yeah. that to me, like that, that that's heaven right there. That is, that's the, the sweet spot, if you will. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and truly what, what I enjoy the most too is just, yeah, that there are like no one sold like holiday cookie there's no like one sold holiday meal everybody does something different you're talking about hot ham and rolls that's a very wisconsin very wisconsin thing yeah and then you have you know other parts of the country it's like cornbread like they gotta have that as their side at thanksgiving or other holidays you know and it's like that's it's great that everybody has their own local flavors if you go to mexico right it's like mole right that you sometimes have around the holidays Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this year we're actually trying something different uh, with my family. I think, don't quote me on this, this might change, but my mom and I are talking about, I've been messing around with like 
pulled chicken or pulled pork like in the Instapot for like tacos. Yeah. And we may do like kind of like a fusion thing where I might make like um, jerk tacos and Hawaiian tacos, like have two choices. And we might do that instead of like, we usually we're very like basic where we do like the roast meat with the potatoes, which is like, I love that. But I was sending my mom the options and she kind of was interested in the taco idea. And I was like, that's fun to kind of mix it up. I do like that. Yeah. And I mean, we're even doing that this year. We're very much always like have ham on Christmas, but this year it's going to be beef tenderloin and we're going to cut up some tenderloin and make sandwiches out of that. And so I'm, I'm pretty excited. And my dad always gets into that because he'll just fire up the slow cooker and hey, my mom will tag team some very good just kind of sandwich plates. And it's always hits the, always hits the spot, really. Yeah, the one thing we always make sure that we do for Christmas Eve it's strictly appetizers, which, yeah, yeah. you know, I've, I think I've even said on the podcast, my favorite food is appetizers. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's my answer. Like when people are like, what's your favorite food? I just say appetizers. <laughs> and one thing that we always have are their sausage oyster bundles. Because mm-hmm. uh, in Maryland, it's a lot easier just to get a jar of like oysters versus like a can of them. Like they're in the frozen, not the frozen, but like the fish section, you get them out of the ice. And it's just hot sausage, cheese, and oysters wrapped in like a puff pastry. And it's just dynamite. That and I'd say the chocolate bacon wrapped dates with the goat cheese inside. Whoa. Those are the two things that are pain in the asses to make, but we like, that's what we want. And then I guess like the last food thing I'd say is quiches are huge at our Christmases. Quiche, you know, I don't have enough quiche around the holidays, but I'll always eat a good quiche. We ate, oh, we, yeah. we ate good quiches in, in San Francisco. I mean, you can't find any shortage of good food out there regardless. But, you know, even something that, you know, I'll, I'll keep thinking about, even though I don't know that I've had the best one yet, but just having like a sourdough bread, like even like a bread bowl with like some soup in it around the holidays. Oh, so something yeah. very warming and satisfying and just hearty about that. And, you know, just like any kind of soup you can get your hands on. Yeah, I love good. a good soup. Good chili. It's good chili mm, season, too. For sure. So that will probably bring us to the end of our highlight segment. So as we follow our normal tradition, we get into our coulda, woulda, shoulda. So I thought for this, we could do something fun because we're always talking about what could happen or should happen or would happen. But what if... What if we were in the big wig seats? What if we were making the decisions in Tinseltown about the next holiday project? Mm. So I thought, what if we could pitch some like holiday movie ideas? And I thought I could kick it off with one. Okay. I'd like to get another Krampus movie. I like I like Ooh. the Krampus movie we got, but I feel there's more to that. You know, everyone knows I like the spooky stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'd love to see is uh, Robert Eggers' mm-hmm. Krampus movie with Daniel Day-Lewis. Oh, my gosh. Someone go down to that shoe shop and knock on that door and get his cobbling ass out here <laughs> and tell him we've got a role of a lifetime. It's called Krampus. Is that what Daniel Day's doing now? Is he cobbling? Yeah, he cobbles. He cobbles shoes in, like, Italy or something. Come France. On. That does seem like a very... Double D thing to do or mm-hmm. triple D. Oh, yeah. Double D L. Yeah. Dan's a weird dude. But like <laughs> <laughs> then you gotta have like 
Willem Dafoe as Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> Anya Taylor-Joy is an elf. Yeah, he, he's got his people he likes. Yeah, exactly. That could be pretty fun, especially because mm-hmm. it has the Robert Eggers vision to it. And I just imagine it looking like the the lighthouse where you just have like a lot of like dark shadowy backgrounds and like Krampus is kind of like creeping around corners. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, for those who don't know who Krampus is, he is what the German like. I believe so. Krampus. Krampus. He's like a German kind of uh, demon. Uh, something like that. All I know is that if there's the bad girls and boys, he throws them in a sack and he steals them. Interesting. Yeah, Krampus is a horned anthropomorphic figure in Central and Eastern Alpine folklore of Europe. So, he scares the children who have misbehaved, assisting St. Nicholas, better known as Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> Santa Claus, man. <laughs> Santa Claus, man. We'll get to we'll get to some Elvis, but yeah, I guess I hope that was an Austin Butler sketch on when he was on SNL. <laughs> I'm Santa Claus, man. I'm Santa Claus. <laughs> no. It would be a really, I know this has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but it's a really missed opportunity if they didn't bring Nicolas Cage back for Tiny Elvis. Oh, my And gosh. they did a Tiny Elvis and Tiny Elvis Butler. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be good. All uh, right, but back to Krampus. Well, I mean, listen, anybody who can do a good Elvis, you got to do it. <laughs> um, but yeah, Krampus, thought to come from either Bavarian, uh, meaning dead or rotten from the German language. So actually, that makes sense. As I found out recently, I'm Bavarian. So, <laughs> yeah, just a smidge. Now, did you see the the Krampus movie that came out like five years ago or so? I have not. Most of my exposure to Krampus was through maybe just internet searching, I think. I would say so. Did you ever watch the Trick or Treat movie? Yes. It's the same guy, and I believe he wrote it and directed it. Um, and it's very much a Goonies Joe Dante like pastiche like he's oh, doing he's hitting those notes it's like a dark comedy and it's got some good horror moments i it doesn't it's not like an a mm-hmm. but it's a b and a b christmas movie is an a so like <laughs> i would recommend it that like i'll watch scrooge you can watch krampus i think krampus is streaming on something right now i know scrooge does oh, okay. well yeah i think that probably falls down my alley though if it's gonna be a little like christmas horror which i haven't gotten a lot into um, there's that famous clip that went around like back in like the earlier days of the internet of like garbage day from like, it's like silent night, deadly night two or something. Oh really? Yeah. These... I've never seen any of those kind of like horror Santa movies. I watched more of that movie than I wish I did, but it's all good. <laughs> I'm going to put on my, my Santa hat, even though the listeners can't see, I'm getting into the, the spirit of the season here. And he's picking up a knife too. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been a bad little boy, Fred? <laughs> no, that had no interest for me, even as an adult. Now I'm like, I don't need to see Santa that way. Like, <laughs> Santa can be a character in a horror thing, but you can't make him the horror thing. He's a good dude. Yeah, well, you have, like, a lot of action movies, though, based around, like, Santa, though. Like, we have that new uh, David Harbour movie. Violent Night. Yep. Which does kind of look fun. It's almost kind of like... That maybe John Wick meets Christmas. And I haven't heard bad things and I haven't heard good things. So I'm intrigued because I thought I would have heard like bad reviews if it was bad. That's one where it's like when it comes to streaming, I'll probably throw it on at some point and Mm -hmm. see what it's all about. 
I feel like the one thing that I really haven't seen in a Christmas movie, and we've seen a lot of comedies, we've seen family feel-good movies, we've seen horror, we've seen, you know, like, really fantastical things like the Nutcracker and all that, and musicals. Where's my sci-fi? Where's my Christmas sci-fi? You know? And he's not talking about Life Day, people. No, that... Because that's not Christmas. <laughs> that may be the Star Wars holiday special, which this already has to have cleared the bar of the Star Wars holiday special. But as we talked about yeah, on our last episode, Battlestar Galactica, which at the time of this recording was our last episode. But that was uh, a, a very unfortunate but also very fortunate years later a TV special that George Lucas wished never got made. <laughs> I, I can't get through enough things to say that you know the star wars holiday special too would be a wonderful wonderful adventure because we did have the guardians of the galaxy holiday special and i thought it was it was fine you know i, I, I enjoyed liked it. it i liked it a lot you did like it a lot i did i'm a softy i like the kevin bacon parts everything with kevin bacon really resonate because i just like kevin bacon in general i like that they got like a bacon brothers jam in there yeah <laughs> i feel like that was like his like stipulation for me it was like i'm gonna play a song yep yeah let me play a song jim come on <laughs> <laughs> you know what i did watch this year which i had never seen was the garfield christmas special okay. i don't know if you've ever seen that mm-hmm. uh, did you ever watch like the animated like garfield oh sure Oh, man. I had never really got... Like, I had seen a little bit here and there when I was a kid, but this this Christmas special was wild because it's, like, pretty goofy. It's just a lot of him doing, you know, his Garfield business, but they go to, like, John's family's house, mm-hmm. and... There's like a grandma, and the grandma at one point says that she's like not going to eat anymore because she's eating for two. And I'm like, Grandma pregnant? What's Uh going on? And later in the episode, she's like, Come on, Garfield, sit on my lap. And Garfield goes over, and it's this nice moment, and he's being very out of character, being nice to this old lady. And she all of a sudden's like, Christmas hasn't been the same since my husband died. Oh, gosh. He died in the war. And this thing goes for like a minute 30. She has a straight up like monologue about losing her husband. And that's why she was eating for two. Oh, my gosh. And <laughs> I vaguely remember this holiday special, though. And I like to think that I developed a pretty good uh cartoon garfield impression okay because like there was a song where it was like jim john was singing about like all the things he likes in christmas and then like garfield was saying shitty things about it like john would be like hanging up the tree and garfield's like gardening and it's like putting up the lights electrical contracting (laughs) i just feel the keys just like it's kind of like a Canadian Bill Murray voice, which is funny that like Bill Murray played him later. Yeah, I don't know, do you like? It's Christmas time. There's lasagna and John. Like, <laughs> <laughs> is Garfield? He's voiced by somebody familiar, though, right? Is it Jim Cummings? It's not him. No, this I can't think of his name right now. But what's crazy about him, I learned, is he did the voice of. Bill Murray's character in the animated Ghostbusters, as well as Garfield, ah, okay. he got fired because he's, they said he didn't sound well and too much. He sounded either too much like Bill Murray or not enough, and they hired Dave Coulier to replace him, and he does like a really like Dave Coulier, Bill Murray impression. Right. 
And then later, who plays Garfield? Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Which is another reason to watch Scrooge, because mm-hmm. you got Bill Murray. I'd say Bill, Bill Murray and Scrooge is kind of the closest thing we have to, like, a modern commentary about, like, high, like, corporate business and media, like, coming face-to-face with, like, Christmas Carol and, like, you know, it's, like, kind of a comeuppance of, like, your those media moguls are just too much, you know? And it, it almost would be kind of fun to see a a redone version of A Christmas Carol in modern day now. Because, I mean, Scrooge took place in 1988. That's 40 years ago mm. now, so almost 45. Well, we'll talk about the definitive Christmas Carols later in our episode. But <laughs> <laughs> but I want to circle back to your coulda, woulda, shoulda with the sci-fi thing. Now, do you have any like idea of what that looks like? Because I feel the issue with sci-fi is... And what the Guardians of the Galaxy does is you have a character who's from Earth who has a special relationship with Christmas. Yep. You know, how do you do that with sci-fi? I'm not saying you can't. It's like that's something that you got to work with and make interest. Well, so here's my thought here, Fred, because there's two other properties that I felt have done sci-fi and Christmas. And that was Futurama. They had a whole thing about how they developed a robot Santa Claus that would come and try to hunt down people on Christmas Day. And so it became more of a kind of like a diehard type situation. And then you also have Doctor Who, which we covered on the podcast. And we talked about how famous and traditional the the Doctor Who holiday special is and how the Doctor travels through time. But something that I thought would be interesting is like, what if you tried to imagine a society that was like 200 years from now? And maybe it was kind of like in that like Futurama spec of like it's far enough in the future where like what does Christmas become? What How does it resonate over time? And you know, does do the, the traditions change and it's almost like Christmas twenty five twenty five or something like that. And you just kind of see like, you know, how the, the traditions have gotten passed down and what it's become. And it's like maybe we like shoot presents out of a cannon at people's houses <laughs> now, you know, or something like that. And uh, I don't know what it all becomes. I don't know what the plot of that movie is, but I could just see it being very kind of RoboCop meets Christmas. Couldn't it like like a Paul? I love a Verhoeven Christmas. <laughs> a Verhoeven and just, that could be the title of it. <laughs> it's almost just like Starship Troopers. But I, I think I think the opening of your movie could start with Santa sends out a tweet. He says, "Should I step down? Answer this question in the poll. I will follow this poll." <laughs> And that could be like your catalyst. Man, that sounds so familiar, Fred. <laughs> That's going to date this like, episode <laughs> so much. No, it's going to be good. It's going to predicate. People are going to be like, Musk stepped down like two years ago. <laughs> yeah, he started Gadgetry. That's the new uh, social media. I don't know. <laughs> Gadgetry. You know, he'd come up with something even dumber. It's almost <laughs> yeah, Gadgetry is like, kind of good. You should yeah. probably cut that out. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Save that. You don't want to. Yeah. You don't want to give away free ideas here, Fred. People mm-hmm. will take him and run. So. I think I like that, though, where you have kind of like Santa's online. I don't know. We really haven't seen that, have we? Like, is the Santa Claus series the new one? So I've I've watched all the Santa Claus series. Of course you have. (laughs) And uh, that show is wild. It's kind of like Yellowstone, where I'm not sure whether it's a conservative show or a liberal show. Because it's like, oh, you're going to have, what's his name? Kumar from Harold and Kumar. I can't think of his name right now. Oh, Cal Penn. Cal Penn. You're going to have him take over as Santa Claus, and he's going to be like this tech billionaire guy. And I'm like, okay, I guess that's 
a progressive look of having like a person of color taking over Santa Claus. Yeah. But on the other hand, there's literally a line where like <laughs> Tim Allen as Santa Claus is doing like his Tim Allen thing where he asks his like conservative questions like, why don't people say Merry Christmas anymore? I think he says people say Happy Holidays now instead of Merry Christmas. <laughs> That's in the Disney Plus Santa Claus show. Yeah, because Disney wants to know. That there's no war on Christmas. You know, we, we got to be happy about these things. <laughs> My gosh. Yeah, it, it's kind of sad. Tim Allen's coming to Milwaukee, and I'm like, man, when I was a kid, I would have been all over that. But now I'm like, that sounds awful. <laughs> yeah. I just, I'm just kind of very lethargic on Tim Allen in general. It was good to see David Crumholtz back, though. <laughs> oh. Crumholtz came back. I do like that Crumholtz actually kind of stayed in the ether through that movie. I know he, like, eats it up, too. He kind of gets into it for the fans. I love, I, I will always recommend, my favorite thing was when David Crumholtz went on the George Lucas talk show and they kept talking about numbers uh-huh. to him. And he just, like, had this look in his eye. Like, I think he knew, like, and he was playing along. But, like, and they kept calling it numb threeers because the three is, like, the R or something. Oh, gosh. So, like, when you were in numb three and it's just like it's a lot i think i sent it to you and i was like it's like in uh dumb and dumber where they're like annoying the like hitman in the middle yeah. like that's that's what it feels like oh my god that's funny though um he is he really hasn't done it much so wait so he and cal penn are in that Yes. Did they get the other half of like the guys from Carol and Kumar? I wish, which I got to say, I like that as a Christmas movie. It's really dumb, but I think that's probably the, it's definitely better than two is the Harold and Kumar Christmas because Danny Trejo's in it. Yeah. I like that. Man, anything with Trejo, he just makes it work. I'm going to take off the Santa hat because I just discovered like a nail sticking out of it. And I don't was know. that a nail? It looked like a toothpick. I don't know. It was like a, I think it was something that's supposed to kind of like give the hat structure so that it doesn't bend over. But it started poking through and I'm like, what is this rod in my hat? And I'm like, oh, because this was actually a, so my past life, Fred, and my work is I worked for a branded merchandise company and we sold Santa hats with the McDonald's logo on the front. So even though this says something like, Kenzie Center's Santa Workshop, but this was just a spec for some hats that they could wear in McDonald's. You know how much of like a Hallmark movie character you sound like when you say that? Like we print hats that make Santa hats with McDonald's writing on it. <laughs> Listen, I, I can't say that I wasn't that guy, but it was something similar to that. <laughs> How can we story. streamline Christmas, okay? It'd be like a Tom Hanks character, right, in like one of the <laughs> Nora Ephron movies. I'm like, so what do you do for a living? Well, I I work in branded merchandise. It's good. and <laughs> I don't think that's a good Tom Hanks. But <laughs> yeah, it's fine. <laughs> no, no, he's more down. He's kind of like, you know, you know he's just... <laughs> Doing his Tom Hanks thing. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I'd have to I'd have to do some listening. I, I feel like I like his animated Woody voice, but I can't hear it right now. <laughs> Next time. You are right. As we're talking like Tim Allen. That's mm-hmm. Tim <laughs> Allen's a little more I don't know. That was pretty good right there. <gasps> I wanna it's not that I wanna say racial slurs, I just wanna have the ability to. <laughs> Don't want it to be wrong. How come people don't say Merry Christmas? (laughs) (laughs) It's just funny. So that's the movie, though. It's a sci-fi version of... (laughs) 
Christmas. I like it, but you also you said Nora Ephron. I would love a Nancy Myers or a Nora Ephron Christmas movie, like pretty much a Hallmark movie, but like well if written. like Fincher made it, you know, like not actual Fincher, but like someone at that level. It's like the James Cameron Hallmark movie. Oh, that would be kind of interesting. Oh, we talk about the James Cameron. Oh God, imagine James Cameron. A Navi Cameron. Christmas. A Navi Christmas. Police Navidad. <laughs> Could you imagine Avatar 4 being, like, just a holiday it's movie? It's a holiday movie. Fuck you. See, there you go. Jake Sully can tell all the Navi about Christmas. <sighs> yep. There's this holiday back where I came from. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, what is it? <laughs> sometimes the accents are there. Sometimes they're gone. <laughs> That's, oh, gosh. That'd be fun. But I do appreciate that. I appreciate the idea of James Cameron doing some kind of sci-fi holiday movie that is just bigger than big. Like, like almost like there's like that old movie called Santa Claus the movie, and it was supposed to kind of be like sort of like this like I don't even know what it was. It was like this weird comedy that didn't Dudley work. Moore, right? Yeah, John Carpenter almost directed that. Really? That would have probably been infinitely more interesting than what it <laughs> John was. John Carpenter holiday movie. I'm here for it. Now there's your horror movie if you want that. Like, not Robert Eggers. Who's the, who's the dad in Nope? That actor and he's in the thing. David Keith. Yeah, a David Keith Santa Claus movie by oh, John Keith Car- David. Keith David. David. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you get my name wrong? <laughs> the man with the best voice. Him as Santa Claus. Oh my gosh. A John Carpenter. Like, could you imagine just like cuts of like Santa Claus on a sleigh and then cut to black with like the opening credits and then the cut again? Yeah. Oh my gosh. That actually would be pretty fun. Yeah. You just have like the, the synthesizers yeah, in the Ooh. background. <laughs> like Carol of the Bells. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the, I would love a. Just give me that as an album and I'll be happy. Like the John Carpenter Christmas album. That would be pretty fantastic. So, Fred, as we reach maybe not quite the end of our episode, but we had some big plans for power rankings this week. And I know you had suggested some very interesting ideas for power rankings this week. So would you like to share your topics and set us off on our path? Well, my interesting ideas were top top three movies and top three Christmas songs. I was like, I didn't, I loved how you buttered me up so much, but I feel like I couldn't fall through. But. So maybe we should start with songs just to give a little okay. break from the movie train. I like it. Yeah. Why don't you start us off with songs? Tell us about your Christmas music tastes. So my Christmas music tastes, it's a little older, but not that old. Cause I think, so some background growing up, my mother is a songbird. And that's the the best compliment and maybe just kind of a picture in your head I can give you of her. So she will sing while she's doing chores around the house or cooking or anything that, that she would be doing. She always had a song in her head and she would sing it out loud, which I took as part of my personality too. <laughs> so I owe, I owe them all of that, that singing piece to her. And one thing that she certainly loved growing up were holiday songs and christmas music especially around the holidays as soon as thanksgiving was over she was throwing in her luther van cd holiday CD. hell yeah and uh, there are songs that i know by luther that i'm sure people don't even know um but there is 
<laughs> a couple songs that uh, she would play over and over from like the Carpenter's Christmas album. And I just kind of heard it all. So I heard all this era of the 70s, 80s, 90s, and then the early aughts and all that music came together. But if there's one that I could definitely say I did listen to more than anything growing up was Son of the King. <laughs> oh, and she wouldn't even have to play it. You understand? <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. That was like a very Austin Butler Elvis. I liked it. <laughs> I wasn't even trying. I haven't, still haven't even seen that new Elvis movie, dude. What are know. you doing with I... your life? <laughs> <laughs> you got to turn up the subwoofer and throw that shit on. To know whether you want to watch the Elvis movie, you need to watch the first two minutes of it, and you'll know whether you want to watch that. <laughs> I just need Tom Hanks in that German accent. That's what I want most. But I, I've always kind of been a fan of Elvis growing up. I remember my parents would share the story that like I would always say my favorite two bands when I was a kid was uh, Elvis Presley and the Beatles. And I couldn't have named maybe more than one song by either of them. But... Elvis's Here Comes Santa Claus is just a classic for me that always kind of gets... Because he adds a little extra something to it. You know, it's not just like, here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, right now Santa Claus Lane. Here's that, here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, right down Santa Claus Lane. You know, it's it's got like a little extra sauce on it, you know? And like, you're like, oh, yeah. Mm." (laughs) Yeah, that's how I feel when I listen to Don't Be Cruel. Oh, yeah. Don't be cruel. Is that where he says, I met you like a man on a fuzzy tree? No, that's... Uh, oh, fuck. That's, that's definitely I'm all not, shook up. Yeah, yeah, I'm all shook up. All shook up is the one that gets me like that. Because it's got the, well, bless my soul, what's wrong with me? Yeah. <laughs> met you like a man on a fuzzy tree. <laughs> Who can you blame when you have such a luck? I'm in love. I'm all shook up. We're just going to do Elvis impressions the rest of us. It is like completely like there's Zoomers out there and now like, who's Elvis? I'm talking about like Elvis, the guy in my art class. So Benedict Cumberbatch is the Grinch. (laughs) I feel like we grew up though with the animated Grinch. So there's that. Um, it's a number two for me. I said the other band that I loved growing up were the Beatles. And the Beatles notably had some very good solo careers, too. And one song that I think really started to hit me more later in life, after I really went through my Beatles phase in like college and started listening to a lot of their solo stuff, was John Lennon and his song Happy Christmas. And it's not, it's not, a, not a reflection of... You know, who John Lennon was as a person, because it's very controversial, I think, and how hypocritical he was talking about peace and being kind of a piece of shit. (laughs) Peace, more like piece of shit. (laughs) Exactly. But it was it was Happy Christmas, though, that I think kind of like started to hit me. And I'm like, man, I was like, I actually kind of get all the themes now. I understand what the song's about a little bit more. And I couldn't imagine listening to that, whatever that was, like late in the the 60s or I think maybe even like the early 70s that it was. It's got to be 70s. I mean, I'm just curious if it was like right after. Okay, so it was 1971. So that makes oh, sense. Oh, wow. I would have guessed late, like 76. So but... right as we're about to pull out of Vietnam. So, which, there you go. War is over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you want it to be. If you want it. So 
that's number two for me. I just love it. And then one thing I know everybody dreads every year. You know where he got the idea for that song, though? Oh, go for it. Forrest Gump. <laughs> no, no possessions. <laughs> no religion, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just looking to have a happy Christmas this year. <laughs> so one thing everybody, like, just you know is looking out for every year because it's like that's when they know the christmas season gets in first when you get what mariah and mm-hmm. the second thing is when you get whammed i look forward to getting whammed every year i love that <laughs> last christmas and i felt like once i really started to hit after that phase you know in college and getting into like george michael and wham you know and then i heard that and i'm like oh yeah you know this is kind of a bop and i don't know i just enjoy it i know these these song picks might be a little controversial some people are like i hear that all the time but you know what? I enjoy the wham. I, I'm just here to get whammed. <laughs> wham, bam, thank you. <laughs> wow. How about you, Fred? What are what are your top picks for your best songs? So I definitely didn't keep in mind of like the thought of like best Christmas songs of all time because I think with Christmas songs, movies, any of it stuff, it kind of ebbs and flows with your age and just the stuff you're living in a song and you want to talk about controversial songs i'm gonna start out with a humdinger oh and uh i want to get the full title right fairy tale of new york by the pogues i'm not familiar with that melody <laughs> okay do a little they opened the guardians it was christmas So that's the Pogues, huh? Yes. And I will say, so when I first heard this song, I heard it on the radio and I liked it a lot. So I decided, you know, I'm going to add this to my uh, holiday playlist. Now, I will let people know that when you add the song to your playlist unedited, there's a moment in it where they use a homophobic slur. Oh. And I did not know about it, but fell in love with the song. And it's been kind of a thing where, like, the edited version has become more of the popular version. Like mm-hmm. I said, it, it was in the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, holiday special. So it's definitely a song that I'm like, I hate that about it. But it is a song when I hear it, it, it kind of hits that like sad Christmas thing that I do like to get into. Like, I think I have pretty happy Christmases, mm-hmm. but there is something about like the melancholy of Christmas that's kind of attractive. All right. I can get down with that. So that, that song, I'll say, I like the edited version of that song. Sure. It does not age well. It's like a John Hughes movie. Yeah. Um. So... Oh, wow. Okay. I see. <laughs> you see, I see now what it is. Well, because I was thinking about it because if it was a homophobic slur, and obviously there's one big one, I know that that has a different connotation in the United Kingdom where it's like referring to like a cigarette, but mm-hmm. that's clearly not what they're referring no, to. No, and the song, <laughs> is, the song is about like, and I could, this is what I heard. It's about like heroin junkies in the 70s in New oh, York. Oh, sure. So it's kind of like, it's kind of going in, I guess, the patois of like these people like being kind of using guttural language, but. It's still not acceptable for me. Yeah. So I always throw on the edited version because <laughs> also it kind of has like that flogging Molly. Set. It's like proto flogging Molly, which is the Pogues pretty much. Well, I would even say, though, the lead singer, and maybe this is what I thought for a while, was it sounds like Billy Idol. <laughs> He's got a little bit of that going. He's like Irish Billy Idol. Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, I'm looking when I ended up 
initially just writing down because it does change for me. I'll, I'll throw these, and I'll have an honorable mention, I think. Okay. Uh, for, like, a throwback, I really like, it's just called Christmas by Darlene Love. Mm. That's the Christmas, the snow's falling down, Christmas, mm-hmm. I'm watching the moms, they're <laughs> singing deck the halls, don't feel like Christmas at all. <laughs> yeah, I love that kind of, uh, like that sort of style music, you know, that was big at my wedding, that sort of throwback he oldies. Yeah, yeah. It's almost kinda like yeah, that fifties, like sixties Christmas, mm-hmm. like th- rock and roll. Yeah. I think it's in Goodfellas during the Christmas scene and oh, that too. So it's yeah. <laughs> so uh, <is> George Harrison. <laughs> so. so this this is the one that's kind of funky and it's definitely very ironic okay. that I like this song. And it goes a little something's about, you know, it was nearly Christmas time. And this guy is shopping. He sees this little boy and he's very excited about what he's going to buy. He's got these shoes. He's buying these Christmas shoes for his mom who is dying. Oh. And the song is called Christmas Shoes. Have you not heard this song? I feel like I... Would probably recognize it when you played it, but so, it's by a band called New Song, and they sound super like ballady eighties. So it's like it was nearly Christmas time. There I stood in another line. So like when you hear it, you picture like this poison looking dude like waiting in line, <laughs> and it's all about how this kid couldn't afford shoes for his mom who's on her deathbed. Wow. First of all, buying shoes for your mom. Saying. If you're one of my boys, you're getting, you're getting bagged on. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just being being a little cruel this song because it's very um, melancholy and also very um, re- li- uh, wears its heart on its sleeve. Literally, <laughs> but yeah. I just remember my, my, my best man at my wedding, we used to like, you know, back in the day, we'd be driving around, be Christmas time, and every time that would come on the Christmas station, because, yeah, when you'd roll around with me and it's Christmas time, the Christmas station's on, we would just blare it, because it's like this 80s ballad, like a White Snake song or something. <laughs> like, Sir, I want to buy these shoes for my mama, please. <laughs> it's Christmas Eve and these shoes just her size. <laughs> That's ridiculous, but mm. also very sad. Yeah, it's like, what <laughs> is this song? And then the whole thing is like, so I threw the money down. I just had to help him out. Like, it's about how, like, hey, there was this time I bought shoes for this kid. He was trying to get them for his mom. It's, it's almost surprising it's not Bruce Springsteen, to be honest. It, it's wannabe Bruce Springsteen. And the song ends with a choir of children singing the chorus. Oh, gosh, <laughs> I could see that. Okay, I think I recognize this song. Now you've kind of sung a couple notes and a couple <laughs> bars from it, but yeah, I don't know. I I was close to putting the boss on there, but I just I, there's something about Bruce Springsteen. Like I like him. It's his talk singing that kind of drives me crazy a little bit sometimes. Well, that's like the, my favorite part of the song where he's like, he's like doing a little crowd work in the beginning of the song. Like, hey, everybody, get into it. Yeah. <laughs> everybody been good this year? Yeah. That's not many. <laughs> Y'all. Oh, you better watch out. You better not cry. <laughs> he just like, he just hollers it. But you know what? I bet he puts on a hell of a show. I would probably go see oh, yeah. Oh, I've seen Bruce. Oh. Oh, yeah. I saw him. uh, I forget which, because 
I think it was the U.S. Cellular at the time, maybe. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was super cool. We were, like, right above them. Mm-hmm. I describe it as, like, you know, like the Spider-Man meme where it's, like, uh, Harry up in the balcony? Yeah. <laughs> That's how I felt watching Bruce. I was, like, above him, like, look at him go. Yeah, like, look at that man. Look at that boss. Yeah. Have, have his way with the crowd. <laughs> and then, of course, I recognized that uh, I didn't see, I wasn't watching the show at the time, but Syl from The Sopranos oh, yeah, yeah, is yeah. the guitar player. <laughs> He's got his bandana, Stevie Van Zandt yeah. just rocking, and then the drummer's that other guy. Yeah, Weinstein, right? Yeah. yeah. So it was cool to like, oh, I know those guys. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Wonderful. So, Fred, we got through our top songs here, but I know one thing we also wanted to do, as we just talked about, was the top movies that we have. And I have a little game for you in order to, to share my top Ooh. movies this year. So... It's a, it's a trivia game, if you will, based around the movies, and the movies, the move, the movies. <laughs> Santa Claus is coming to town. <laughs> Bring so, him back. I don't know. Just in general. I don't know. <laughs> so, I figured I'll start, and then, or, or maybe you should start, and then I'll, I'll go through mine, and then I can quiz you on each of the movies that I picked. Okay, so I'm doing my movies first. Yeah, go for it. So again, I'm doing what's really hitting for me these days, and this also rolls into my honorable mention. Okay. And I'll name the movie with the little song from the middle of it. Okay. Uh, uh, <clears throat> it's about singing songs with the choir, on the fire. Yes, wherever you find love, it feels like Christmas. <laughs> Ah, the Muppet Christmas Carol. It is the season of the heart. So, that's a great pick because I love that movie. I didn't make my my list, but I have to talk about the fact that they cut, like, one of the best songs and, like, also the saddest song in the movie. Well, I sang the best song, but yes, one of the good songs. Yeah. (laughs) Just, like, I'm like, well, you're missing the whole subplot, though, of, like, when his his girlfriend leaves or his fiance. White? Yeah, I think this is the fiance. Okay. Yeah, and it's just like I'm like, but th- then what? Are our kids even getting the point? And just like, ah, yep, ah, and there she goes. There's no Muppets here. Yeah. See if his wife was like that big, like carpet looking dude. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> what is it? Uh, Snookums or yeah, Sweetums? Sweetums. That's Didn't it. we have to look that up on this podcast? I think we did. Actually, I can't remember his name. I think I called him Snookums then. Snookums. <laughs> <laughs> Sweetums is my favorite Muppet that I don't know his name. I love his gone. <laughs> but I like a, I like I love Michael Caine in that movie. I love a lot of the songs. Like uh, I, you can tell I don't know all the words. Cold wooden chills you, chills you to the bone. Yeah. My favorite thing about Michael Caine from that is he's he said that like you know he didn't act like he was talking to Muppets. He acted like he was like performing against real people because he just couldn't feasibly do it otherwise and i think the person who falls in that trap is tim curry and muppet treasure island mm-hmm. he's like he realizes he's in a muppet movie well he's part muppet i feel <laughs> yeah. just like listen here you 
young boy. <laughs> <laughs> I had a, a roll into my number two option. I had Home Alone 2 on last oh, night. Oh, speaking of Tim Curry, there yeah, you go. Yeah, that's why I brought that up. I, really, I think Rob Schneider is really funny in that movie. Rob Schneider's a guy who doesn't really do it for me, but he's kind of good as like the sniveling, money grubbing like guy that works there. Yeah, right. The bellboy or whatever, or bellhop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He does like a thing, like the money finger thing with yeah. the gloves. It's pretty good. It is. I. It's a very subtle role, and maybe that's why it works for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My number one, or not my number one, my number two choice is Home Alone 1. Because I think that movie just fires on cylinders. But I will say last night watching Home Alone 2, this was the year I really felt the quality difference between the two. Oh, sure. Which before it was always like when you're a kid, oh, there's just two Home Alone movies and they're both great. There's right. no, there's no more to talk about. Right. I still enjoy two, but I was watching it this time. And like there's like the scene where he's in the choir singing and they're messing with him. And I'm like, this is just not good. Like, right. See, they need that James Cameron sequel approach. <laughs> <laughs> it was the Force Awakens of uh, the Home Alone universe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Basically just rehashing the first movie, but, like, with different little twists. Mm-hmm. And plus, like, it, it's like, you know, I always give a point to a holiday movie because it's a holiday movie. I take away three points if Donald Trump is in your movie, okay? Yeah. He's, like, down the hall to the left. It's the best hall you've ever seen. They clean it daily. I just want to guarantee you. Yeah, you just almost wish somebody would come out and slug him right there. That, right? <laughs> or they just get Christopher Palmer to replace him. <laughs> that would be, dude, I wish that meme could have lasted so much longer just with him being alive. But R.I.P. Christopher Plummer. Mm-hmm. Continue. Um, my number three choice. It's 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 the only but goody. It's a wonderful life. Like yeah. that one's always gonna be in like the the top three spot. I think that's the one that stays. <laughs> it's so good. It's mm-hmm. just I'm, I'm laughing because I'm just thinking about Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> it's like Merry Christmas, you home sweet alone. <laughs> well, I don't know if I told you this, but Jimmy Stewart from. Indiana, Pennsylvania, where my grandparents are from. Oh, wow. And I believe I could have this story wrong, but it's some version of this. When my grandmother was in the hospital f- with my mom, uh, Jimmy Stewart was visiting his dad who was sick. Oh, wow. Because Jimmy Stewart's dad owned a hardware store, and the whole thing was like... Uh, he when Jimmy Stewart won his Oscar, he called his parents like, "Oh, I, I won the Oscar, Dad!" And uh, I did like a uh, Don Knotts just then, <laughs> Shazam! <laughs> but you know, I won the Oscar. What do you want me to do with it? And he's like, "Oh, well, bring it to the hardware store. I'll put it in the front window." And for the longest time, I think it was in the front window of the hardware oh, store. That's adorable. So it's a wonderful life has deep roots in like my family because it's like we're from that same place and like. My family doesn't sound like that, but when I hear that, there's something like like that. There's something there with the voice. Yeah, there, there's something there with that. That uh, Jimmy Stewart. Uh, uh, let me. T- I got it just for a second here. Let me. T- hey now. I want a big one. It's not. It's not bad. You guys slipped into some. You slipped into some Bill Clinton a little, little bit. Let me tell you something. I love Christmas, yeah, but I did not have sexual relations <laughs> with that woman. I did not have sexual relations with that saxophone. I'm vegan now. I'm vegan. Uh, do you have any others, Fred? Um, no, I think I did three and a little honorable. Oh, I'll say this for something. I think the Jim Carrey Grinch movie is not a great movie, but I think it's too much shit. People hate on that too much. I think it's a pretty, pretty, pretty good Christmas movie. I think it, it was 
especially with how it was received at the time. I remember a lot of people really enjoyed it, and I, I liked it. It was fine. Mm, I think a lot more subplot about the Grinch that I don't know if I needed, but mm-hmm. and it kind of was like a thing that happened. In, like it was kind of the first movie where it's like we're gonna get to know why that guy is so bad, right? <laughs> but I think the performance is great. The makeup is amazing. He got nominated for a freaking Golden Globe in comedy and mm-hmm. probably deserved to win. Cause he's good and he's acting through that makeup. He is, and he's man. He suffered a bit. He got he was not happy yeah. with how that makeup process went. Yeah, because he had like a SWAT team like person, like or a SEAL team person who was used to like intense situations, like talking him through things. Yeah, and uh, I also love that movie. No one really talks about that. The narrator's Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> it's like the around the same time Hannibal came out. Yeah. <laughs> I want to tell you about the Grinch. <laughs> I totally forgot. He one small that. snowflake like the one on your sleeve, Clarice, could have some hooves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's just things that you like kind of forget as time mm-hmm. goes on. And then you're like, oh, my gosh, that's right. I mean, that's kind of what this holiday special is about. It's about nostalgia. I'd love a Silence of the Lambs holiday special. <laughs> you can't keep taking them presents, Dr. Lecter. <laughs> <laughs> Claudius, I just called to say happy holidays. <laughs> I don't know what you celebrate, but I imagine the sheep know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I like it. <laughs> so for me this year, Fred... I chose a top three with a couple honorable mentions, but with each of these picks that I have, I had some holiday trivia, and I know you're you're fairly familiar with most holiday movies, so I want to see how good you are. I have a easy question, and I have a difficult question. So you can tell me if you want the easy, the difficult, or both, however you want to do this. We'll start with hard and get easy if I need it. Okay. So my first honorable mention is the movie Elf, which I think now we can talk about it, is a classic in my mind we're almost hitting 20 years and i thought even at the time like about five years after i was like this is pretty much a modern classic but you need that 10 year mark and now i'm like i feel confident it's it's lasted mm-hmm. everybody talks about it there's pop-ups built around it so my question then from the movie elf what are the four main food groups for elves it's candy mm-hmm. candy cane yep candy corn yep and sir, you are correct. Yes, one. Your easy question. Maybe this is the harder question. Maybe I just kind of answered it though. What year did Elf come out? It's either oh three or oh four, right? It is oh three. I'll give that to you. That's good. Good answers, Fred. I remember because we were. It was our last day in Disney, and I said, "Can we please go see Elf?" <laughs> <laughs> so we went to the downtown Disney and saw Elf. Just watching the theater. Yes, because <laughs> oh I was that kid. You know what? There's nothing wrong with that, though. That's fantastic. It's a good movie. I enjoy it a lot. I think it's just it really put a spin on what holiday movies have become. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, and it just, I think it still has done it the best. And a lot of movies are trying to emulate it. Mm-hmm. Good year for Christmas movies because one that I wouldn't say is a classic, but a good movie is Bad Santa. The first one came uh, out that I year. I do like that one too. Mm-hmm. So, my number two honorable mention here, I had to mention it because I did love it growing up, but I don't know that I would put it in my top three anymore is Home Alone. So, I think this is a slam dunk. What state did Home Alone take place in? Illinois. You are correct. Now here's the harder one. 
What is the name of the movie that Kevin watches? The old classic movie with the keep the change, you filthy animal. Is right. That, is that Angels with Dirty Wings? Is that the one he watches in the Angels with Filthy Souls? That's correct. Angels he, with Dirty Wings is a real movie. Is the real movie. Yeah. Okay. That I think got inspired the... Snakes. Yeah. I don't know no snakes. <laughs> snakes. Snakes. I don't know no snakes. <laughs> Sounded like a snake. <laughs> I just love, like, Goodyear for a Pesci, Goodfellas, and Home Alone. Same year. He was on top of the world that year. Mm-hmm. So, getting into my movie rankings then, I did go ahead and put Scrooged at number three. It is one that I didn't watch a lot as a kid, but I found later in life, and I really enjoyed it just because, A, Bill Murray. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, B, I don't know. I thought it kind of hit on all the notes of like, hmm, this is kind of a good takedown of capitalism while being a very funny movie. And I don't know how well you you know even the plot of Scrooge. Do you know what it's about? Isn't it he's like a TV guy who they're putting on a Christmas Carol and he has a Christmas Carol-esque. It's like loosely based on a christmas carol what happens to him right yeah so that was going to be my trivia question then is what is the tv special that frank's network is producing thinking it would be a trick question that they are doing a christmas carol but mm-hmm. it, it is in fact the answer so there was a my my hard question for that and this would have to be for a really good scrooge fan and i'll ask all of you out here so you can get a chance to answer yourselves so Frank has to answer a trivia question that his brother James doesn't know when he visits him with the Ghost of Christmas Present, played by Carol Kane. And so he goes to a Christmas party that his brother is at, and they're playing, like, Trivia Pursuit or something like that. And someone asks him the question, what's the name of the boat that took the castaways to Gilligan's Island? You might even know this answer. Don't. It's not called the skipper, is it? That's no. just a character. Yep. I don't know at all. I've never seen it. The SS Minnow, Frederick James. No, I wouldn't have gotten that. The SS Minnow. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a pretty good scene, but he's like screaming at him. Mm-hmm. He can't hear him. And he's like, you mm-hmm. idiot. Is it supposed to be kind of like the, the mirror scene of in A Christmas Carol where it's like, Fred is like they're playing like their parlor games and they're like, I've got an idea of a character. He's mean. Mm-hmm. He's rude. You know, is it like that? Because yes. I feel like that's the vibe. Like I always love that scene in a Christmas Carol. They're like all these British people trying to like fucking just talk shit about this guy, but they're British, so they're like dancing around it. They're like, yeah. oh, you can't be so mean, Frederick. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just the truth. <laughs> right. Yeah. It is like that too, and I think they do kind of back talk him because he buys his brother. He has his secretary buy his brother a towel. It's like, that's his Christmas gift. And so he, uh, yeah, he has to kind of come to terms with that. And the coast of Christmas present lets him have it, (laughs) which is pretty great. So my number two then is the movie Christmas Vacation, which was one I also grew up with and we watched a lot. And it felt like a lot of people didn't know about it for many years. And then suddenly kind of like, late aughts early 2010s it was on tv and people were like oh this is so funny and everybody started watching a lot more but i felt like we were on the cusp of that a little bit so christmas vacation though just endlessly funny great john hughes written script so Mm -hmm. two john hughes actually three of them now on the list because he wrote home alone too as well right 
Uh, he wrote, I don't know if he wrote two, he probably did. He wrote a lot of stuff. Like, oh, he yeah. wrote Drillbit Taylor under a different name. Oh, wow, that's funny. Uh, that was like one of his last movies. Do you know who that Christopher Columbus was supposed to direct Christmas Vacation? Yeah, and, man. uh, someone, how about that for a trivia question? Who, who might have given him problems? Was it. Jason Paladecki. <laughs> I can't yeah. think of that's was not his name. Was it Beverly D'Angelo? <laughs> yeah, no, obviously. Obviously, it was our... Was it Steady Hand Juliet Lewis? <laughs> <laughs> no. We, we all know it was Chevy. And Chevy <laughs> is always a problem. But I think the vacation movies are one of the very few instances where Chevy is at some of his funniest. And if you can just accept the art and not... How much of a dick he is! Well, he's got—he he plays the motions in those scenes, which makes it work. Yeah, he is just—and and it's mostly just because it's a goof on him almost the whole mm-hmm. movie, right? It's like he's an idiot who just happens to like have enough disposable income to make these things happen. But he—he's got that scene in the attic though, where he's really good. I will say, I think he's great in that, where he's yeah. watching the home videos and like the like his like wife's robe or whatever it is. Yeah, and you got that good. Uh, Ray Charles song playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the mess around? <laughs> yeah. Wrong holiday. The mess around. <laughs> no, it's like that song. He's like, it's like, what a wonderful feeling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we should record a Christmas album. I think it'd be good. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be good. That'll be oh, next year. <laughs> yeah. Give me a moment here. Okay. So speaking of a Christmas song, so I've got my, my old podcast uh, buddy, Isaac, I messaged him a little while ago because I was like, it'd be nice to have a Christmas song for the episode. Mm-hmm. Hold on. I'm going through here. Okay. Okay. So he took care of my uh, cats while I was out of town. That's sure. just the background. So I was just getting back from Maryland. Just got back. Thanks for checking on the crew. Also, may need a new instant holiday song classic if you have time. So... If you could write one, that would be great. No pressure. Just looking for Mariah Level. <laughs> he says, Haha, okay, I'll get right on that. Why do you need a holiday hit? <laughs> I said, I don't know. Might be good to never work again. I don't know. We could just coast. He's like, Haha, that would be awesome. And I said, Maybe something about wrapping paper. I don't know. <laughs> he was like, We can work on it. And I said, I don't know. I'm more of an idea person. <laughs> I don't want to do the Mariah work per se. He's like, ha ha ha, I'll write it, but I can't sing like Mariah. And I said, auto tuna BB, because I had some holiday drinks at that point. Yeah, I think the conversation speaks for itself. My goodness. So I, I, like, I feel yeah. like that's an accurate portrayal of what it's like to be in a, a like constant text with me. You're in these conversations with me. Yeah, I do. I do like the inside baseball on how the song that. <laughs> Is eventually going to get written, came to be. This is, you'll hear here first about what it's about. It's, is it rapping? <laughs> is <that> about <laughs> rapping paper? I'm going to rap. Why do we always do like the like the basic like late 80s, <laughs> early 90s rap? Like, my name is Tom and I'm here to serve the presents I want every day. <laughs> the presents I want every day. I like that. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. But it's like, it's never like, yeah, like the modern like rhythm. It's always the, the horrible <laughs> 80s cheesy rhythm. So, back to Christmas Vacation. My trivia question for you. What does Clark get in the mail for his Christmas bonus? Jelly of the Month Club. Yeah, that's correct. Do you want the easy question, too? Sure. Who are the actors that play Russ and Audrey in this movie? 
Oh, I already said him, right? Uh, isn't it? Um, it's Big Bang Theory guy. The name I keep wanting to say is not the right. It's I keep wanting to say the supernatural guy, Jared Pedalecki, but yeah. he has a similar name. What is that name? It's Johnny Galecki. Johnny Galecki. Uh, and then uh, Juliette Lewis, right? She's. Correct. I knew she was in, yeah. That's probably... That's probably definitely my favorite of the kids. Definitely better than what's his name? Oh, uh, Anthony Michael. Yeah, I was gonna, weird when he had that like monologue at that bar in the first vacation. Oh, yeah. he was all like twenty years ago on this day, Michael Myers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, 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 no! I don't want to think about Halloween Kills right now. <laughs> I did watch uh, Edward Scissorhands this year, and I think he's he's pretty good in that. He's in that movie? I don't even He's remember. He's the swole ass boyfriend in that. Oh, so that's when he was on his like, I'm not a nerd anymore. Mm-hmm. But he still he still has like the face of like young Anthony Michael Hall, but he's like kind of a built dude. It's yeah. kind of funny. And then he becomes like unrecognizable once he gets like thick. <laughs> yeah, he looks like in this period, he kind of looks like the honey I blew up the kid kid because he's got like this baby face and this big body. <laughs> <laughs> that is fun. So my last movie for you, Fred, and this is my number one movie pick, is It's a Wonderful Life. It's become one that I've come to enjoy with my fiance, and uh, we just love watching it every year now. I think we've we've watched it every single year since we started dating, and it just was like, you know, if we're going to watch one holiday movie this year, it's going to be that. Um, I did have another honorable mention, too. My family grew up watching White Christmas. I still enjoy that. I would put it top ten, not top three. So That one, I feel I've only seen, like, little pieces of. It's it's like a musical. And yeah. It's, it's Bing, Bing Crosby and yeah. some other person. Um, Danny Kay. Danny Kay. Yeah, which great line in Christmas Vacation about that. <laughs> like, we're going to have the happiest Christmas as Bing Crosby damp dance with Danny fucking Kay. Like, um <laughs> But I need an aspirin or I need an Advil. <laughs> Where's the Tylenol? One yeah. of those. Uh, but it's a wonderful life. So your hard question here, Fred, Maybe. since you now have shared what a what a meaningful movie this is for you and your family. <laughs> what are the names of the bar that George goes to both before and after he wishes he was never born? Uh, it's... It's the Twin Pines Mall and then the Lone Pine Mall. <laughs> I, I don't know. You got me. I don't know. What? I don't remember. Well, <laughs> well, gee, 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 Nick, well, where, where's Martini? This is his bar. Oh, yeah. Martinis and Nick's. This is Nick's here. We serve hard liquor to guys who want to get drunk. <laughs> I do like the the greatest horror is uh, his his wife ended up a, a single adult female. <laughs> she's an old maid. She's an old maid. And she's gorgeous walking down the street. <laughs> right? And it's like she works at the library. It's like, oh, she's just a self-made woman. She's now. a 29-year-old woman with a, who's not married. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> the priorities we had in 1940s, right? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's crazy thinking like that movie's like happening in like World War II is also like very close and happening. Uh, yeah. Well, in the movie, does his brother serve in the war? It's not yeah. World War II, is it? I don't, is it? it might be the first. It's probably the first, I'm guessing. That probably yeah. makes more sense, right? Because he's like a... Well, no, he's a war mm-hmm. hero and he's coming back because he's getting honored at the end, right? Mm-hmm. 
Okay, I'm looking it up. It's a wonderful life. I really like the part at the dance where... The, 1946, so the war would have been... Mm-hmm. It is World War II. I like uh, when the pool opens up. Oh, gosh, that's so funny. They're, like, dancing, mm-hmm. like, right close to it. Where they fall in. Yeah, like, there's that great shot where they get, like, right up close to it. And, yeah. That's good. The movie. The movie. I love the look of the city at the end where he's running like a madman. And... People always, like, I know, like, in my family, I remember taking my great-grandfather to see Castaway because they were like, well, Tom Hanks is kind of like a Jimmy Stewart. And at the time, like, I was like, oh, yeah, whatever. And now I'm thinking about it, I'm like, not really. You know who I think is the closest analog to Jimmy Stewart today? Like, who gives me his vibes is Nick Cage. Oh. I think Nick Cage, like, especially in The Family Man, is very Jimmy Stewart. Oh, I haven't never seen The Family Man. But. Uh, family Man is like one that's like, I'm not going to say it's an amazing movie, but that's a good holiday watch. That and uh, I would say is a double feature of like middling Christmas movies that are like kind of adult-centric or that and The Preacher's Wife with Denzel Washington. Oh, okay. My introduction to Denzel. <laughs> that's an interesting one to get in on Denzel. <laughs> right? Very un-Denzel movie, but... Yeah, I think mine was still probably Training Day. Oh, that's probably what I think. Much better way. <laughs> much better way, for sure. Um, we are reaching the end of our episode here, though, Fred. Unfortunately, the first holiday special has to come to a conclusion so that we can get ready for the actual holidays this year and wish everybody our happy holidays. But before we do that... Anything you would like to plug? Yeah, I'll be in a, a, a Tina team on the 7th of January at the Interchange Theater. Go to the Interchange Theater website to get tickets. Uh, Tina show. You know about the Tina. The Tina's a great, great collection of players. So if you're in the mood for some improv theater, it's the place to check out. The Interchange Theater. We just had our holiday episode. They're doing a bunch of holiday shows, but not episode. Holiday live show. And it was a great turnout. Uh, it was really fun, and it made me excited about the new year of performing. So the 7th of January. Excellent. Well, yes, please look up the interchangetheater.com and look up Team Tina on January 7th. Fred, I actually also have a show to plug. Um, that is not the Tina. Sorry, I don't mean to disappoint you. <laughs> I will not be doing that show. But I don't need you stealing my thunder. Uh, yeah, obviously, we want you to guys to all come and support us wherever you can. But I'm going to be in a show on January 21st uh, called Sketch 22. Ooh. That is uh, hosted by the uh, comedy troupe Schmitz and Giggles. Uh, it'll be my first foray with them. It'll be located at Comedy Sports that night. Go to Schmitz and Giggles. Look for tickets, and we'll see you on January 21st. I hope you can check out Sketch 22. If you are enjoying what you're listening to, please ask that you rate and review this show. Any of your feedback is appreciated. Please give us five stars. We would appreciate that as well. If you'd like to support the show, you can also donate to us at buymeacoffee.com slash SOTF. We also are on all your podcasting services, wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you're listening to us currently, as a matter of fact. We mentioned a couple social media uh, apps earlier that we are on. We are also on Twitter. That is at SOTF Pod. <laughs> that one is the SOTF Pod. I was like, I know it's one of them. It's the SOTF Pod. So at the 
SOTFpod. Please follow us on there. And stay tuned. We're going to be taking just another short little holiday break to actually enjoy the holidays this year. But we'll be back shortly after the new year. So in a couple weeks, uh, you'll find us again where we'll have a whole brand new slate of episodes for the new year we have so much exciting stuff coming up that we're really excited to share with you guys yeah we got to plan out some episodes um if we can't think of something i'm sure we can just wing something (laughs) you know know, and uh and if you're you're feeling like uh you know you can't just wing something fred we'll just come up with something freaky fast (laughs) (laughs) i like it (laughs) yeah yeah so we'll see you next time and happy holidays to us from state of the franchise